All right, so if you're clicking on this video, you probably are in a breakup and you're probably breaking up with someone who is known as a dismissive or a fearful avoidant. These are attachment styles that are formed from the time we are young children. I'm gonna talk in this video about what to do in the event that you're breaking up with someone who has a dismissive or a fearful avoidant attachment style. I'm just gonna call it avoidant uh, to make it easier because there's a lot of overlap. The two are different and we can go into that in a different video. And if you guys wanna see that video, leave me a comment down below. My name is Rory, this is The Love Chat. I talk about dating, relationships, breakups, all that good stuff. So, what to do if you are in a breakup with someone who is dismissive or fearful avoidant? First, we wanna start on a basis of understanding. What is an avoidant attach attachment style? What, what does that mean? Who, who qualifies as avoidant? So the anxious avoidant, and remember, if you have a fearful avoidant X, this is largely the same, just turn up the dial, maybe to seven to maybe like a 10. The anxious avoidant attachment style is characterized by fear of intimacy and emotional closeness, leading to discomfort in relationships and a tendency to maintain emotional distance. Adults with an anxious avoidant attachment style avoid emotional closeness and intimacy with their romantic partner, even if they desired intensely. That's important to remember. It's important context because some people I coach with, they have this idea that just because the person is avoidant means that they don't want romance. They don't like romance and the breakup's just gonna be so easy for them, right? Not necessarily true. You see, someone is emotionally avoidant because in their early childhood or maybe in their first dating experience, their first few romantic relationships, they, for some reason, whatever reason that may be, were punished for having needs and expressing needs. A baby expresses needs by crying. So if a baby is left in the crib for too long crying and nobody's picking them up or attending to their needs, they learn from an early age, this is not appropriate behavior, don't do this. In other words, keep it in, hold it in. And then as the baby grows up, you'll see they have a tendency to be less emotive. They'll play with the other children less, things like that. Now, maybe if we're talking about a teenager, someone who's 16 or 17, and they go through a breakup and they get cheated on, well, what happens then? Well, they learn the same thing. Don't trust, don't open up. It's important to remember that as you go through your lifetime, your attachment style can change. You can change your attachment style. And we can talk about how to do that in a different video. So you're going through a breakup with someone who is emotionally avoidant, meaning they are less emotive with themselves, their love, their, the way that they express love to you. Maybe they struggle with saying I love you or physical touch. And you may find them doing other things. They tend to have a proclivity to be more acts of service. They do care about you. They do love you. But they have a hard time expressing it as freely as you do. So what do you do when you and this person have broken up? After all, you're freaking out thinking they're avoidant uh, of emotions are easy for them. They just run away from them. That's true, but that's a response to trauma and fear. It's really important to remember they're not just running away for funsies, right? They're running away because they're afraid. And what's the best thing you can do during a period when they're running away? Let them. Imagine you have this big fear and you think to book it, like I'm out, I'm running. And then that fear starts to chase you, right? In this case, for an avoidant, the fear is intimacy, or rather fear of being hurt by intimacy, right? Just like they were when they were a baby, just like they were when they got cheated on, or hit, or abused in some way, shape, or form. Then that thing starts chasing you. Your instant inclination is going to be, I got to run even faster, holy crap. And actually, 
I have another slide here that I want to bring up. This is something called the anxious avoidant trap. This is the perfect example of what I'm talking about here. This is when an anxiously attached individual becomes involved with a primarily avoidant individual, right? One partner is always in the position of chasing the other. The other is running. Think about that. The anxious person who wants more and seeks more is chasing the avoidant. And the avoidant in response to that, because they're afraid of the very thing that's chasing them, the fear of being hurt by intimacy, begins running. And then the anxious person begins chasing even more because they think, holy crap, I'm going to get broken up with. I'm going to lose my partner. And your brain is telling you, go get this person. Go get them. If you don't cling to them, they're going to leave. If you don't fight for them, they're going to leave. And so what happens is we do that, and then the person who's avoidant freaks out and runs even more. It's just this endless cycle. The difference here is that you have to remember the person who's avoidant wants romantic accessibility and intimacy. They want a relationship. They're afraid of having the relationship. That's why we call fearful avoidance fearful avoidance. They want the thing, but they're afraid of having the thing. So the best thing you can do if you're going through a breakup with someone who is avoidant is going to be leave them alone. Let them miss you because they do want a romantic relationship with you. The biggest reason that I think people don't like no contact, and I get it, right? I'm a human, I understand, is that when we do no contact, it makes us feel powerless, like we have no control. And people are naturally skeptical. Listen to me talk. People are naturally... It's coffee time. That's what, When I start stuttering, it's coffee time. People are naturally skeptical of others on the internet because there's so many like get rich quick schemes and scams and, and bullshit gurus. I'm not one of them. I'm just someone who got burned once a long time ago and then went to school and learned a few things and got some fancy letters after my name and like here we are, right? If you think about it from a very basic point of view, people don't want to do no contact because they feel like it, it's, it's just bullshit, right? You're telling me that I can win my ex back by doing nothing. How's that going to help? When has that ever helped? Because your whole life, you've been given this idea that if you fight for the thing, you can get it, right? If you exercise at the gym, you can have nice fit abs. If you study hard at school, you can pass that test. And here we're being told, I am not supposed to work on getting them back, which makes them come back. It's not what I'm saying. We cannot make anybody do anything. However, if you understand what an avoidant attachment is and you respect and obey the idea behind it, which is that they're afraid of intimacy. So if intimacy's running at them like a big old monster, yeah, they're gonna book it, they're gonna run. Let them come to you. Let them feel your presence, or rather the absence of your presence. Let them miss you because they were with you, which proves they wanted to be with you. Now, some things may have changed. There may have been some clinginess, some neediness. So how do you correct too much? You pull it back to not enough. It's that simple. People are worried about what to do in their particular situations. And in the event that you want to work with me, you can visit thelovechat.net. I do work with people. But honestly, most of the time, you don't need to. Most of the time, what you need to understand is that if the focus was too much on the relationship and your partner, then what that may mean is that there's some work that you can do on yourself to grow as an individual, right? That way, in the event they do come back, you rely less on them, which makes them feel more comfortable in the relationship as they work on themselves. Avoidant attachment is something that can be corrected. 
there are extreme cases of uh, abuse and things like that, and that'll take years to correct. But if you work with your local therapist and you spend the time and you can work on your anxious attachment style, your avoidant attachment style, and slowly become more secure, as well as other helpful things like, you know, hitting the gym. The things I tend to say in these YouTube channels is, uh, or these YouTube videos is just generally grow as a human because you'll feel more confident. And as you feel more confident, you'll put yourself in situations that are scary and you will grow and expand your comfort zone and your attachment style can change. It does take time, but it is doable. So leave your ex alone, give them time to miss you, give them time to think about you. And I'm going to do a video on the anxious attachment style next. If you guys want it, let me know down in the comments below. And if you haven't, do me a favor, subscribe and hit like. Those are all very helpful metrics for me. My name is Rory. This is The Love Chat. And if you have any video ideas or situations that you want to talk about, leave it down in the comments below. Thanks for watching. I'll get to you guys in the next one. Take it easy.